1: Lindsay, are you sweating right now?
2: I, I'm not I'm not sweating, but I did I did pee a little.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: I'm Alex Higley. And I'm Lindsay Hunter,
2: and, and I'm, I'm a, a writer. writer, but <sighs> welcome to i'm a writer but today we have samantha irby who writes the blog bitches gotta eat and is the author of wow no thank you and we are never meeting in real life both new york times bestsellers, as well as meaty which is also fucking great welcome sam hello hi hello hello we have both been um filling our weeks with your voice it's true oh no so it's like a reunion for us (laughs) in what way we're both um we both poured your books into our our eardrums via audible and libby
0: oh my god well that's great but also like do you get when i like think about someone like listening to or reading my stuff i just Like cringe almost to death. Oh my god! I always (laughs) want to like apologize.
2: Like I'm not an idiot. Like I know my writing isn't that great, but I'm I'm actually a great person, you know. And I like I preempt any compliment.
0: Yeah, I am very like sorry if you paid for it.
3: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) You know, like thank you for the sale, but also. I mean, I, my agent, not to be like my agent, but (laughs) it it matters. My agent was like, hey, do you want to, let's talk about hardcover. And I was like, here's the thing, man. I don't think I write $30
1: books. (laughs) That's a great line.
0: For real. (laughs) I just was like, I don't know. I mean... I feel like 16, you know, because we're all buying them from indie bookstores. Right. (laughs) That don't have discounts. Um, 16 really feels like the max for what I do. And then I got another paperback deal because I just don't think I write $30 books.
2: I feel like you've (laughs) freed me with this. And and I think that's also something I could say to my agent. Although I think he would agree, <laughs> he'd be like, "No, I, no, no! I know that already." <laughs>
0: oh my god! You know what's wild is like. I lo- I love my agent's name is Kent, and he's like bitchy and gay. I love him, but oh, and I think he's honest with me. But also, sometimes i I have to remind myself like. You know, he's not your therapist. He needs to Mm. make money off what you do. (laughs) So, like, he's, you know, he's never... When I'm, like, you know, emotionally, I don't think I can do that. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's, like, okay, but I would like 15% of a big number, not 0% of a small number. So, he did not love the paperback thing, but... What what is he gonna do? Right? Know, like
2: I know I feel like I know all about Kent because of you and a few other people that have <laughs> him as an agent. Yeah. And I have never met the man in my life. But I if I saw him on the street, I'd be
0: like, Kent, what? <laughs> he is Great hair. really oh my god, he has incredible hair. He does. And I mean not to poach you, but if you need a guy, he's he's the best guy. But uh yeah, sometimes I feel bad because I am not um as ambitious as I don't feel like I make I I make him money but I could make him more money and don't (laughs) so I feel like one of these days he's gonna be like can you take this horrible speaking gig I need to redo my bathroom. You know what I mean? I feel like he's going to get real with me one day and be like, do this fucking thing. Uh, I need money. I'm not just here to like gossip with you.
2: I remember your um, most recent uh, deal that you made, which was like the best deal I've ever read in the <laughs> publisher's marketplace. Is it publisher's lunch or publisher's marketplace?
3: Yeah.
2: And you were, and and it was basically like, she's going to write some shit at some point and like it's gonna be like three books maybe yeah Yeah. and like kent tweeted it or something and then you wrote like what does this word mean and he was like
0: samantha (laughs) please don't do this to me i mean he so my last book did well and i i took like you know three minutes to be like new york times list that makes me feel good Yeah, and then I, I know that as soon as like it makes the list I, I'm gonna get the what are you thinking about doing next oh, call God. Yeah, because you gotta like strike while the iron is hot and he he was like okay so let's pitch him right now and I was like can't I don't I, I don't I don't even know how to put a pitch together what am I, what am I going to say? And he was like, I don't know. What are you, what do you want to write? And I was like, what if we just pitched like, Sam's going to do the same (laughs) thing. (laughs) And we did. I wrote like half an email to my editor that was like, Maria, love you, sweetie. Remember how I sold a ton of books for you? What if I did that again? And it worked, but then like, when he was like writing up the deal for Publishers Lunch, he was like, so what should I say? And I was like, say that I am selling a book to pay the taxes on the last book whose taxes <laughs> I didn't pay and, <laughs> <laughs> and um, that I'll, I'll figure it out. And he was like, okay, I mean, it's, I don't, I feel like someone somewhere is like, this bitch is a nightmare (laughs) to deal with because I'm like, you know, a fucking stoner who doesn't care about anything. Uh, But luckily Kent has not like fired me yet. But I truly, I go to these meetings and they're like, Sam, what's the plan? And I'm like, I don't know. Same shit I always do. What do you think?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Would you ever like do a collection of your, um, oh God, what is his name? The Judge.
0: Judge Mathis? Yes. Your Judge Mathis book
2: or fanfic.
0: I would love to. So here's like the most exciting thing to happen to me recently. So we have a landline because curse my wife has kids and she believes that you need to have a landline when you have a kid whatever (laughs) so she I was in the bathroom doing you know what and she's (laughs) like hey there's a message for you on the house phone and I was like yeah right (laughs) somehow I think it's because I did work for Warner Brothers a long time ago but somehow like the producer of judge Mathis got our home phone number oh my God. and left a message, but the message was like, Hey, uh, this message is for Samantha Irby. This is David fuck, I can't remember his name, but it doesn't matter. This is David, whatever, David <laughs> executive um, at Warner Brothers. This is actually one of the Warner Brothers. And I'm calling. <laughs> um, I, I need to get in touch with you. You can reach me at my cell phone, blah, blah, blah. And I, like Kirsten was like super stoked. And the first thing I thought was they're going to sue me. i I have written about their show i didn't get permission i made it a whole thing and now they're going to sue me and so kirsten was like you got to call him back and i was like i'm never calling it
3: back
0: (laughs) and like a week later i called and was like Um, Hello, Mr. Brother. Uh, This is Samantha Irby. I'm returning your call. And he was like, so someone sent us your newsletter and we love it. And we'd love to work with you. What? And so I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I know. I know. So then I like died and then I had a Zoom meeting with, like, I wish Greg had been on there. He wasn't. But with all of the producers and Warner Brother people, and they were like, your newsletter is so funny. We read it, blah, blah, blah. Greg knows about it. And then <sighs> I, I know I like <laughs> fucking died. And so then they were like, let's talk, we could do a podcast. They were like, we'll give you access to the litigants. <laughs> oh so funny. Like litigants, they're like, we'll give you access to the litigants if you want to interview them, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, this is great. Like, this is the dream and then they send the contract over and i'm a fucking idiot like i'm very stupid i only went to high school i can barely read but (laughs) even i like one glance at the contract and i was like oh i can't do this it's all anytime you're gonna do anything with the company which i've learned from like my little dalliance in tv writing they just want to own everything you do Mm. and there was like language in there that was like we'll own the newsletter and we (gasps) want you to do a weekly podcast and and i was like whoa whoa this is like a job plus indentured servitude and i understand i get it i just am like too lazy for that i was like this is a fun thing i can do it too in the morning i don't want to like organize a weekly podcast that warner brothers is gonna be like in charge of. Yeah, if, like if you
2: weren't samantha irby okay like it like you're already very well established you don't need the shit
0: yeah i was like oh also it was oh i mean i probably shouldn't say this but like it just was not for the kind of money uh, i feel like any person would need to make this their regular job i was like i could make this at like checking prescriptions at Walgreens or whatever <laughs> which I would happily do if it came to that but I was like this is a lot of work for me to also have to do other work <laughs> yeah to make money so then I was like you guys love the show I can't do a podcast
2: is that something that you that were you okay like, go into talking with your not I guess it wouldn't be your tv agent or your literary agent was it just something you went in alone
0: yeah okay yeah i just i mean i feel like i mean i don't know i feel like i'm shit talking agents a lot but again when you when you start doing enough stuff like going the agent goes into the meeting being like we're doing this i just need to figure out how And I go into meetings being like, I don't want to do this, but if they say something great, I will. (laughs) (laughs) So I try not to include the agents until like, I know I want to do a thing. Because like, again, they're never like, hey, let's talk through it. Let me take your temperature. They're like, um this is the price this is what I would make you're doing it and then like I gotta do it so no it was just me and all of the Warner Brothers syndicated people I don't even know they were all very nice and I would have loved it but I don't want that to be my job (laughs)
2: yeah that, that would be I mean speaking from someone who has a weekly podcast it's a lot of work
0: it, it. I don't know. Nobody's how you guys paying me. Do it. I don't know how you guys do it.
1: Sometimes we don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's the thing because you're in charge, right? And it's cool, and you don't have to. But I would have my new father Warner in charge <laughs> of my podcast, <laughs> and I feel like you can't tell him no, uh.
3: and that, <laughs>
0: I can't. I can't. I feel like. And once you get to the point where there's no one yelling at you all the time, like, and I did that for many, many years, and I'm grateful for all those years, but I can't go back.
2: (laughs) No, there's no need. There's no need for that.
0: No. Can't go back. I can't do it. Yeah. I see. I'm like, you guys, listen, could you just tell Greg it exists? (laughs) and I just I want to sit in the audience once COVID is you know harnessed I'd love to sit in the audience and maybe shake his hand afterwards (laughs) and they were great they were like yes yeah keep keep it up but you know what's funny is like (laughs) so many people who read my newsletter don't watch the show
2: like me that that I don't ever watch the show but I read your newsletter and I know about you know, like I know about the
0: show now yeah I couldn't even come to them like hey I'm exposing a lot of people to uh your product that otherwise wouldn't see like I had no leverage <laughs> I'm like people who watch the show do not like come for my snarky takes on it they truly (laughs) were just like extending an olive branch to me and because i'm a piece of shit i was like that sounds like too much work no
2: (laughs) (laughs) i i feel like that's so uh i don't know alex and i talk about this sometimes where it's like you feel like you have to say yes to everything i know you know that Mm -hmm. like and especially when you're like not samantha irby you know, like you feel like, well, this could be it, you know, like I know right. that if, if my dumb ass was in that situation and someone <laughs> came upon my blog from 2005 and was like, this is it. We need yeah. you to write about whatever. I would be like, yes, absolutely. And I would grind myself to death.
1: <laughs> yes, Lindsay, what show I would, would it be? What would be the show yeah. that would be like, that is it would a, get uh, you uh, really close to that? Okay.
2: okay, That's a great question. Okay. So if, it, if we're basing it on my 2005 blog, it would be newlyweds, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know now. I mean, I don't. I don't ever watch any reality TV now. That's gone away.
1: Oh man, Since we watch all of it.
2: I know. I used to watch all the Housewives.
1: Yep, we watch well, all did that shit. How you fall
0: off? I love. I mean, Listen. I can't do Dallas, but everybody else. Oh, I'm Dallas still... is
1: rough. I, <laughs> yeah, I
0: still, still try to it. keep up,
2: but I like Ben and I. Our routine before we had kids was uh, I would cook dinner and then we would watch an hour to an hour and a half of our Bravo.
3: Mm -hmm. um
2: and then after we were finished with dinner we would come back in with like i don't know like a tub of ice cream or like a few bags (laughs) of (laughs) halloween candy and pass them back and forth while we watched another hour to two hours of television (laughs) whether it be the bachelorette or whatever and then once we had kids like we were exhausted and we were like i just can't fucking give a shit about these idiots right now like i need (laughs) I, i need less screaming and i need like i think we got into um always sunny in philadelphia we like watched mm-hmm. all of those that's what we needed at the time and then we just never got back into it we never picked it back up
0: i can't pour one out for i me. can't believe because i see how many books you read oh, so God. i can't believe you picked books over
3: TV
0: <laughs> because i i don't know that i could do that
2: I know. And I tried like one time um, I had to go to the hospital toward the end of my pregnancy with Judith, my third, because I hurt myself at the gym. (laughs) And I was like, yes. Okay. They have Bravo. And I tried, I tried to watch it. And I was like, I, I, I can't do it. I'm, I fell out, but I love to read about it.
1: The housewives have leveled up in a way where it's like, now they all are on steroids and hitting 60 home runs and like yeah like 10 years ago it was still like the dead ball era and everybody's hitting singles it's like crazy <laughs> now like i don't I, I don't think potomac even existed when you watched it watch Lindsay and no, it's it like oh,
0: Lindsay. Please.
2: oh my god
0: i've heard i have heard how i know i don't i you might mu- i it's i don't know alex you might have to explain what they're like because I might just, like, dissolve into tears. But I mean, there is something about the Potomac women oh, man. I, it, there's I can't a, get enough.
1: There's a theatricality to the Potomac one yes. that the others don't have. And they yes. also lack uh, self-awareness of, like, the New York one. <laughs> The New York one is like so self-aware and uh you know, the LA ones are too, but like Potomac is like they're in stage makeup and like they yes, are oh going for it. It is I mean, nuts. The,
2: even the phrase, the Real Housewives of the Potomac sounds made up. Like it sounds like <laughs> you guys are trolling me. We are. And you like are teaming up to just like.
0: <laughs> it's, I mean they are truly, it's like watching like a play at the Airy Crown Theater, you know, like uh totally old chitlin circuit <laughs> tyler perry but oh like God. with better wigs and makeup
3: oh my God.
0: and they just like i know all of them have like two hours of glam before oh, they go to lunch or whatever but there just is still something they're so striking <laughs> the outfits the nails The whole thing, there is something about the way the Potomac women are put together. I just am glued from the second thing come
1: on. It's amazing. That's
3: a good one.
0: I'm looking Karen Huger, I would
3: I don't know.
0: I would give her like a kidney. (laughs) She she wouldn't even want my like disgusting kidney but I would offer it.
1: Her and Uh, Mathis have to team up. That would actually be kind of uh, that that would be good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm gonna burst into tears That would be <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> she karen is so ridiculous i mean she's perfect she, she is perfect. just is like she lives in karen land she is the you know i like to say when i'm being a fucking bitch that I, like my like most cutting insult about someone is to be like they think they're, they're the star of a movie we're all watching. Like Karen truly is. Oh, she no, she is, is. She is starring in a movie and we are just watching her.
1: I mean, that's why her husband has that expression on his face all the time. It's like, <laughs> he is like fully watching that movie 24 hours a day.
3: Yes!
0: yes. He looks like shell-shocked mm-hmm. all the time. Oh my god! Like he, the look on his face is like I can't believe this is happening to me, to me, around Uh, me, near me. Oh. Oh god, Lindsay. When we get off this call, you need to go watch Housewives of Potomac.
2: I mean, I think I'm gonna like I'm gonna instead of reading on the toilet, I'm gonna watch
1: Housewives of the Potomac on the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, good choice.
2: You know, cause that's really my only um, alone time and that's if I'm yeah. lucky, but yeah. I do feel like, so in the fall, my two of my kids are going to go to school and another, oh, and my third is going to go like for three mornings a week. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'll be able to like, write then and blah, blah, blah. But I think I'm just going to start recording one life to live. Like I, like I've done at, at certain <laughs> periods in my life. I don't even yes. think it's on anymore. And maybe that yes. will be my one life to live. And
0: I have so, I have a library to catch up on. Oh yeah, yes, you do. You do. Seasons and seasons. I feel like jealous, or not <laughs> not jealous. I am like excited for you. I'm yeah. like giddy that you are about to embark on this journey. There are so many twists and turns. How many There's a knife fight. It? What? Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. There. Oh yeah. It's just great.
2: How many seasons oh. of The Potomac are there?
1: five maybe
0: yeah not five. as many it's the it's the youngest of the franchise i really but it, am. you I'm. will fly through them yeah. we promise you no, won't I'm sleep it's that, gonna be great
2: i'm just shocked that so many years have gone by without me uh dipping into my housewives
0: no that's <laughs> that's real i, I feel that way about survivor sometimes because they um. do like two a year and i'll forget because you know nobody i mean i watch a lot of cbs shows but only after like they're over and then i'll be like man there four survivors have happened what was i do what was I fucking doing but then i'm like look at this treat i have 40 episodes of survivor watch."
2: isn't it wild that that's like we don't live in a world anymore where that can be ruined for you like oh do yeah you go in knowing who the winner is or you don't know
0: It depends. So I don't care about spoilers because I am, I mean, I don't know how many times I have to say it to convince you, but I am a simple person (laughs) who I never see anything coming. One of my favorite, okay, this is what I'm like to watch a show or movie with. I saw The Sixth Sense Oh, there, used to be, there used to be, you know what I'm about to say. There used to be a two dollar theater in Morton Grove, and my friend and I, and you could see like you know older, uh, like movies that had left the like real theater. You would uh-huh. go there, and it was like sitting in a high school auditorium. So my friend and I go. the The theater is packed. I didn't realize that you know not everybody was a fucking dumbass so we watched, the, we watched the movie and then at the end when the twist is revealed I turned to my friend and truly like I was a three year old I was like oh my god he's dead and Everyone around us looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> like, duh, he was wearing the same sweater the whole time or whatever the tell is. <sighs> and, I, and my friend was like, dude, that was a surprise to you. And I was like, don't, in shock, in shock. <laughs> so spoilers don't matter because it, it, nothing like gets in the way of my sense of wonder. I am never smarter than the book or movie that I am consuming. I which, love that.
3: Yeah, I feel like it I've, makes it makes
0: life. I never see the twist. I never know who the killer is. I'm always
2: trying to be smarter, and so Ben will be like, "Don't say anything," because I'm like, "Oh, he did it. Oh, nope, never mind. Yeah, that wasn't him. Oh no, she did it. No, oh, oops, I got that wrong. Okay, well, they definitely did it. And then it's like, I told you, I knew that all along. <laughs>
0: never I, ne- I never know shit i'm like like truly every movie where you're supposed to gasp at the revelation of who done it i gasp and then everyone else in the room is like you know we gave you a lot of credit but you are dumb and i'm like i oh, know no i don't i don't see, don't see it coming and now I- you're writing
1: tv and now you <laughs> you are steering the ship on these
0: please please tell us about that i could not write on a mystery show though because i i do not know how to make twists and turns so right now i'm i just finished what am i doing i have a bunch of tv things happening so i'm working on the sex in the city reboot yes i need to hear more about that okay so well first of all they made me i had to sign an nda for the (gasps) first time oh my goodness ever which felt i was like oh this this is the big time. Mm-hmm. Like, I've worked on a bunch of shows before, but all those shows, I guess they were like, we don't give a fuck if you tell. <laughs> but, but this one, like, everything comes watermarked with my name on it so Whoa. that if it gets shared, they know it was me. Oh, and my all God. are like, yeah, it's crazy. We had to get new email addresses that oh were HBO email. It's like a whole thing. So yesterday we had yesterday, yeah, yesterday we had a table read.
2: I saw Sarah Jessica Parker I, post about it on Instagram.
1: I was gonna say I've literally seen like so many pictures of this now. <laughs> on Twitter, it's crazy.
0: So I, well, I, I haven't seen the pictures, so I should see what I don't know what they posted. But I luckily am remote. I mean, the pandemic is fucking terrible but I have found a way to make it work for me, meaning people have asked me to do things and they've been like, it's on Zoom. And I'm like, okay, great, I'm in. Cause I, <laughs> I don't wanna like go to LA or New York to do this <laughs> shit. <laughs> so we had a table read yesterday. The whole cast was Whoa. there. Oh and God. the way they said, I mean, I don't know technically how they set it up, but the way it looked on my screen, Every, like, everybody was in their own individual box. And, I mean, I am a diehard, like, I had sex in the city on VHS tapes in 1999. (sighs) Yeah. Old school fan. Yep. When, okay, so when Michael Patrick King, the producer and creator, I don't really know what his title is, but we, we could say that. He some I don't know even know how he got a copy of my book the wow no thank you the most recent book Mm -hmm. and he read it and then he I don't know who he said it to he said to someone get me this person I want her to work on this show wow so I get a call from my Hollywood guy and he's oh wait no that's not how it worked He found, he emailed my literary agent. He emailed Kent. Because I think on my Twitter, I had like my agent is Kent Wolf. I try to make it hard for people to email me, like to Mm -hmm. send me hate mail. (laughs) Because, like, I don't need that shit. But for a while, I had like Kent as my contact, and people could like tweet at him or whatever. So he got an email from Michael's assistant that was like, hey, we're trying to get a hold of Samantha Irby. She's really hard to get a hold of. And I think Kent thought it was bullshit because he wrote back and was like, well, you found me and I'm her agent, so it's not that hard. Or like something
3: <laughs> real. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <bitchy>. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like,
0: oh, I am very lucky that they wanted to keep working with me after that. Although I respect it. Um, and so we connected and Michael and I had a um, Zoom and we just, I mean, from the, like from the minute the camera connected, I felt like I knew him.
3: Oh, man. And we
0: just like talked, he had already read the book. And he was like, I just, I want you to do this. There's no real test that you have to pass. I just wanted to, like, talk to you to make sure you were, like, normal. I don't think he said normal, but, you know, like, to make sure I wasn't a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. And so we talked, and then he was like, okay, I'll send a deal to your agent. You're hired. So then I, like, I lost my shit. (laughs) He had told me like an overall like what the what the plot not the plot but like kind of the arc of the series was going to be and I was on board I mean I'm really into a fucking like 55 year old woman just in general Mm -hmm. I would I love a hot milf. so I was like oh yeah we're gonna just have this show full of old broads and like they can shake their titties and make jokes that's gonna be (laughs) that's gonna be amazing so I was like this is gonna be great and then I we started the writer's room and it I haven't worked on that much tv but I've worked on enough and the vibe in the room is like so great everybody the hard thing about working on comedy shows is that everyone is funny Mm -hmm. so I always think like (laughs) I'm funny but then (laughs) when you're in a room even though it's virtual in a room full of funny people it's like super intimidating Mm -hmm. but I think one of the things that I didn't expect was how because this is like an iconic yeah. show it's extremely intimidating to work on even if Michael was like just I'm gonna write the whole thing and you just pitch punch-up jokes I would be like okay great I'll give my left arm to do that but he truly was like you can you guys are gonna be part of the show and shape the show so when you see it those are like our ideas. There are a few things that are going to happen that you're going to see it and be like, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and you can probably guess what, oh, yes. some, of those, right. what some of those are. You're going to be like, man, I can't believe they let this bitch
3: <laughs> do this. <But laughs> it's,
0: it's like, it's fun. It's, everybody's like nice. We met, first of all sj that's what people call her SJ. sj came to the room oh my god and like she was just in her little zoom square and i as soon as i saw her face i was like oh i'm gonna start crying on this oh, fucking zoom I know. I, like, oh, man. I believe carrie bradshaw was like talking to us and at one point i was being like too quiet and she was like Samantha, how are you doing? And I was like, you're so beautiful, I wanna die. <laughs> and Michael's like, mute yourself, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> but it, like, she's nice. Cynthia came to the room and wow. as a Miranda, I was like, Cynthia's my girl. I just wanna, all I wanna do is like write jokes for her to say. And she was really great. And she asked us for all of our phone numbers. Oh, my gosh. And she texts me sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. She texted me yesterday. (gasps) And was like, I wish you were at the table Reed." Oh, my God. I, like <laughs> a tear straight Like did you frame the phone? out my phone. <laughs> I'll send you a screenshot. <laughs> Holy shit! But I was like, uh, I wish I was there. I wish I was there too. You're so beautiful. Yeah, you know I mean, just like a fucking. Well, of course, dumbass. But it's. I mean, the flip side of working on something this huge is like, I i gotta get off the internet i think when it comes out Mm. like i just have to like delete my twitter or something because already before i figured out how to close my instagram dms so people can't (laughs) message me unless they know me i got a bunch of messages from people one of them and i'm gonna write about this of course one of them from this woman who was like listen I will fucking kill you if Carrie oh. gets back with Aiden. <laughs> oh
3: my God. Oh my
0: God. Like, first of all, bitch.
2: You're going to be miseried. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. But I'm like, I don't get to decide that. <laughs> like, I get to pitch like, you know, what if she slips on a banana peel? I don't get to make <laughs> <you> <laughs> I don't get to make huge decisions. I don't get to pick Carrie getting
2: with Adam. But can I please? This is this is a request on behalf of your dreams. Yeah. On behalf, okay, this isn't mine. This is this is this is Ben. This is all Ben. Okay. He he would like. He's already laughing over there. Fuck. He would like it. Would really like it if you guys could make Burger come back. <laughs> mm he is cracking okay. up okay she's not laughing honey yeah he wants him to he wants him to still be on his bike the one that he <laughs> rode off on
0: it is surreal every so i got to write uh, they gave me an episode to write oh my god <sighs> uh, Holy <laughs> sh- that's amazing i i was like i don't know that michael knew that I had any TV experience. Oh wow! Wait, that's not true. They sent him an old version of the pilot for my show for Meaty. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent him like a script of that, and maybe a script for Work in Progress. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't think he like watched. At least he hadn't when I started. He might have now. I don't know that he knew that I could even do this job. He just liked the book and then we had a good rapport. And but then when when they gave me an episode, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) what? I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they let me write a sex
3: scene in
0: that episode and it's i mean i did not hold back it's (laughs) disgusting yes (laughs) and i hope michael's like you know you need to fly to new york uh to watch them film your episode oh my god and i was like oh i hate new york I, (laughs) i mean i will and he was like yeah you i can't i can't be the person like critiquing the sex you have to and i was like um i think you could be that person but fine if you want to pay for me to come to new york and be like put your hips like this i guess i will when i sent it in you know (laughs) i was like um this is maybe too horny but i had to shoot my shot
1: (laughs) oh my god i love
3: that
1: did it get pulled way back or was it pretty like was it like okay yeah this is it
0: no they i mean michael's i think a freak too he was like no we i love it i was like okay (laughs) the actors still like the actors are all producers so they get to be like um no but I didn't get a text being like, hey, pig, I'm not doing this. So <laughs> hopefully it's all good. Oh my gosh.
2: How do you like, how long does it take you to write an episode? Like, how do you, when do you do it? How do you
0: do it? Um. So I am a uh, horrible procrastinator with, I mean, case in point, it is June 12th. I uh, sold a book last year and my editor said to get it to her by December. And she sent me an email the other day being like, hey, just checking in. Do you have anything to send me? And I was like, no. (laughs) Like, girl, I'll have stuff for you in December. (laughs) So they gave us, I've worked on shows before and they've given us a week to write an episode whoa um and it all it, it all depends on the showrunner and like their schedule and all that they gave us two weeks okay on sex and the, or and just like that i've to stop calling it sex in the city we got two weeks and then um and we didn't have to like meet on zoom like in the room or anything we just got two weeks off to work and I didn't do shit for 10 days, oh my maybe 11 days. <laughs> and I kept saying to myself, you know, you should write an outline. You should, like, get it together. And I didn't do anything. And then with three days before it was due, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this. And then I just, I have this beat up armchair in my living room and I sit there, I put my laptop on a pillow, and I, I have to have headphones in, and I listen to the same song over and over and over. It's the mm-hmm. same way I write my, my other stuff, um, and I just kind of like focus in on it and get it done, but only when like there's like two days left.
2: As you're like leading up to that is it hanging over your head do you feel miserable thinking about it or are you just like it's fine it'll get done
0: i'm i'm a it's fine it'll get done kind of person i think with scripts the difference at least from my my essays with a script i've got a template for how the episode's going to go right like we have been talking about these things for weeks there's a writer's assistant who like at the end of every day sends out an email with all the stuff we talked about and like I know the episode order and I know who's supposed to do what and what leads into what like I have the skeleton I just have to go in and put the meat on it mm-hmm. and with my essays I don't <laughs> yeah. do that mm-hmm. I always think like you write an outline you idiot and then I sit down and I'm like I don't know how to write an outline. Um, (laughs) And then I just kind of like play around until it starts to take uh, shape. But with with all the TV stuff I've done, the out, like they never send you off to script without giving you like a really solid idea of where it starts, where it ends and what should happen in between. Mm -hmm. And then you get, Another thing with script writing is if it's a half hour show, you know, your script should be 30, 32 pages long and you have to make that work. So it's like, this is all the stuff that's supposed to happen. You need to figure out how to make it happen within, and it depends like HBO, there's no commercials, but if I were writing on a show that had commercials, I'd have to fit it into 22 pages or whatever. But, like, you have to make sure all this stuff happens. These are the big beats. These are the emotions we need to see. This needs to make sense. And you got to figure all that out within 30, 30-ish pages. So wow. do you
1: actually have, like, a checklist? Or how is that actually... How are, you, how are you looking at that information while you're drafting the episode? Do you have, like a document open or you have like, how does it actually work on like a granular level?
0: Yeah. So the writer's assistant. So in a writer's room, there are lots of, all the writers, producers, like whatever, are in person we'd be sitting around a table. Here, let me describe work in progress. Cause that was the last thing where I was in person. So we're all around a big table. One of the people at the table is this woman, Sarah, who's the writer's assistant. And she writes down, or she types all of like the good things people say. <laughs> so everyone's always like throwing ideas out. But if if someone throws something out and a- another person goes, that's great. Yeah, we got to put that in. Like she makes sure to get that and then note people really love this or this is a mm-hmm. thing people really want to see. So every day the writer's assistant is compiling everybody's thoughts. Then when the episodes get assigned, at least this has happened so far for me. I don't know how other shows do it, but when the episodes get assigned, the writer's assistant, who truly is the hardest working person in every writer's room, um, puts together like all of the stuff. You know, if I'm writing episode like 105, the writer's assistant goes through and is like okay this is all the stuff on all from all these different days in one document about your episode and then the the assistant will make kind of like an outline like we're gonna start here you know we're starting in the coffee shop then this is gonna happen that's gonna happen you can put this wherever you want but it has to happen before this you know all that kind of stuff so then when it's time for me to write i read all of the notes about the episode Mm. so i can remember oh right here they're gonna have drinks but in this one they're gonna have coffee you know just like my memory for for all that stuff then i look at the outline and then i kind of like write my own outline like I think this would be best here and this would be great leading into here and then I just kind of go beat by beat I I I try to follow a like what day is this happening on I know this happens Monday this happens three days later this happens the day after that and then just sort of work my way through Mm -hmm. and then I go in tighten up jokes make the descriptions better, and then just kind of fill in, like read it to see if it makes sense, to see if it's cohesive, and then I, I kind of like check it against the notes to see if I hit all of the things that we wanted to hit, and then I just send it in, because the most important thing to know about writing a script is that um 8 million people are going to see it and change it <laughs> when almost doesn't matter what you fucking <laughs> because it goes through <clears throat> so many levels like on Trill it went to the showrunner and the producers so I gave my script to Allie um, and Adie and Lindy read it gave notes I got it back did all the things they told me then gave it to them, they sent it to everyone at Hulu, you know, Mr. Hulu reads it and gives his notes, then it comes, it just goes up and down the chain, basically nonstop until the day you shoot it. And even then, there's, like, writers on set who suggest, like, alternate jokes, or the director doesn't like the way the way a joke is and they say let's do it like this why don't you say that like a lot of shit gets changed in the moment so a script is really like a group effort <laughs> cuz wow. so many people weigh in on it like by the time shrill let's talk about my shrill episode uh the boyfriend i can't ryan wasn't even in the first script that i Whoa. wrote Wow! right? And so I didn't know he was even in the episode until I went to Portland to watch them shoot it. I'm like, who cares? It's their show. Whatever they want to do is fine by me. But it truly is like, I kind of give birth to the thing, but then everybody else has a hand in raising it. Hmm. And so by the time it's an adult, it's like, well... You look familiar. You look (laughs) like my son. But I don't know. (laughs) What's happening? Is meaty getting made? Well, we just shot, a few weeks ago, we shot, like, an abbreviated, a truncated version of the pilot, um, which they call a presentation, which is basically, like, They don't want to give you the money to make a full pilot, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to tell you to go fuck yourself so you get a little bit of money to make, like, a web episode, essentially. Uh Just kidding. I'm just being a bitch, but (laughs) that's it. Um, So we shot. I had to rewrite the script so that it was short, but also so that it would, like, convince like it was a completed story that mm-hmm. would maybe convince some executives at Viacom to let us make an entire series.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So we shot that a couple weeks ago. I watched it remotely from Michigan and they shot it in New York because Abby Jacobson was directing and it oh. was easier for her to do New York. Um, it's really funny it's disgusting (laughs) it's i am sort of obsessed with i I mean this is like my whole career's work it like normalizing the black female loser Mm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. we never get to be like the loser who's just chilling Mm. (laughs) and just like waiting for some shit to happen um and it's very that it's very like me in my younger years not really giving a shit about upward mobility or having a career or really doing anything except like punching a clock and hanging out um and I think our little pilot is like funny and cool but now it's in Viacom's hands. So I'm in the wait and see part of it.
2: Just the way you described it is so compelling. I, I want it. I want it to happen. <laughs>
3: Definitely.
0: <laughs> it is, I think if nothing else, even if they don't make it, it was worth it for me to see how fake vomit and <laughs> diarrhea get made <laughs> on TV. <laughs> uh (laughs) poop they melt down protein bars oh -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay vomit the actor can choose (laughs) but (laughs) generally well our actor the actor who plays sam she chose a combination of, like, loose, watery oatmeal and bananas. Mm. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was watching, like, (laughs) watching her do the fake vomit and I was like, give her an emmy just for this this is disgusting (laughs) i can't believe she has a big cup of like water and bananas it doesn't make you want to die just thinking about it oh wow (laughs) she's in the trenches is she new is she like new to yeah she was actually in the newest season of shrill her name's jess henderson oh exciting yeah she is so funny so sweet she's so good in this like just watching her on screen I was like oh man I really hope we get to do this so that like people can see her I mean six people are gonna see her but those six people will enjoy her (laughs) yes I don't know how many people I can convince to watch this disgusting diarrhea show but <laughs> those who do will get to see this woman who's like destined for stardom like she's so 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 good um I don't know I really hope people get to see it but we're this is I mean the thing about making movies and shows out of your books is it takes so fucking long hmm And usually the answer is like some version of no Uh gets stretched out. We are in the seventh year of developing.
2: Oh, my God. God.
0: Yeah. It's like, and you know, the money stopped a long time
2: (laughs) yeah
0: like yeah. they option your book for next to nothing and then you like write the script and you get paid for that and then you hope to make your thing and really get paid but like you know seven years in I'm like I don't even remember who I was when we started yeah let alone a who we're making this show about the industry as a whole I mean I don't know anything but I keep having these meetings where people are like, "We want to make we want to make women's stuff." Oh, and I'm like, well, I know a lot of women who have stuff. I just had a meeting at Sony. That was I, first of all, I hate all these meetings. They're so pointless. They sound fancy. They're so pointless. But I had a great one at Sony, and they actually followed up. And, like, they're looking to make stuff, and they want to make women stuff. And, you know, part of, like, the cynical part of me is, like, okay, they want to cash in, you know, on women now, because blah, blah, blah. But, like, why not take advantage of that? I don't give a fuck.
2: That's right. Get your leg in. Get your whole body in.
0: Yes, yes. I just, I mean, I don't have any dreams, right? Like, I'm not, like, one day I'm gonna get an Oscar. Like, all my shit is, like, oh my god, you want to pay me what to do what? Yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) If you, if that's your attitude, because, like, shit, good shit doesn't, like, really happen. So it's, like, I, I don't know. If we get to make meaty, great. If not, I made a little money. I have some other shit I can write about. Who cares? So I feel like if you go into it with like extremely low expectations, mm. you can make, you can have you know some shit to talk about at parties and maybe yes it'll be like a tv show you actually made or it'll be a fun story about how when you pitch to apple tv they have a security guard walk you to the bathroom
1: oh my my god which happens i don't even know what i don't even know what that means like why? what what, what does that mean like
0: why at apple tv there it's like a super high tech state-of-the-art like fancy place um and we were there like before they had any shows out pitching them you know meaty and I I remember at the time I had my period and they had us like sitting on a white couch oh god I was like I'm about to fuck this couch up so (laughs) I went to the I was like I gotta go to the bathroom you know I was like I gotta do a little packing all your fancy toilet paper into my underwear yes. so I don't embarrass
3: myself <laughs> and
0: they were like oh great he'll take you and a security guy walked me to the bathroom and stood outside the door and oh I God. was like what if I have to take a shit and he was like I'll just stand here you said like, that to okay. him yeah of course <laughs> I didn't want him to hear any you know squashy period poops <laughs> and he's like i'll just stand here but i don't know if they were worried i was gonna like steal an ipod or what oh my God. <laughs> yeah it was pretty it was pretty exciting <laughs> it's pretty exciting at amazon you have to like give them your id oh and they God. keep it and there's um a revolving door and they tell like they tell you when to step in and oh, as fuck. you're stepping out on the other side, it, like, says your name. Oh. These are all, like, their security protocols.
1: Fucking total recall. Jesus Yeah.
0: Christ. I'm like, what do you think I'm going to steal? The plot to Mrs. Maisel? <laughs> 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 Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are when, you
2: talking about? When are you and Alyssa Nutting going to write a show together? Whoa. Oh, uh,
0: so I almost almost got to work on season two of made for love oh but the sex in the city room is still going and i you're not allowed to have two jobs at once oh Oh. i didn't know that yeah i think it's like a writers guild rule that you Hmm. can't i mean i think it's in the fine print Hmm. or jason's lying to me but i don't think so (laughs) i I think Yeah, I think you're not allowed to be on two things at the same time. Mm. So I didn't get to work on it. One day. I will write truly anything with her. Okay, listen to this idea we had a long time ago. Once we drove from Chicago to whatever school in Iowa. Is it Grinnell?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: We drove from Chicago to Grinnell. And she was like, You know what we should do? We should do a road trip and then write about it. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You should absolutely do that. The two of us doing that it would be great.
1: It would be
2: Do that crazy.
0: immediately. Okay. Okay. I Both of
2: you. Oh, my God. I mean, I feel like my eyeballs would melt.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> two of us reading. together. I mean, we're so stupid. We went. To target, like we went to all of these places in between <laughs> Chicago and Grinnell, and just like had a ball. Oh also, god. you have not lived until you have ordered fast food with oh her. Oh my this god! Oh my god! I know this we should ate be PF a show. Like,
1: this actually should be a show. You guys yes. driving around eating fast food. Oh. Like oh my fucking god, that'd be amazing.
0: She, she her McDonald's order. Oh. I mean, Alyssa lives. <laughs> the way eight-year-old me (laughs) and also current 41-year-old me (laughs) die to live i get so self-conscious and it's i mean i need to find a therapist to like figure out how to (laughs) to deal with it so i get too self-conscious to like do what i really want to do but she obviously does not have that her big mac order is like so intricate it's like double pickles extra (laughs) sauce do this do that and they actually do it oh my god and i was like you're the most perfect person (laughs) you are the most perfect person i have ever been around i mean she lives the way we all should be living She really does.
2: She really, she is very free. <laughs> yeah.
1: I never tell my wife what I actually order at McDonald's, you know, like, but then she knows and then she'll always be like, and what else did you get? And what else did you get? But I do, I do have a friend. I have a friend that I know this is, this is going to sound made up, but it's well, Lindsay knows it's true. She knows I'm fucking insane. Every time I go through the McDonald's drive through I record it on a voice memo and I send it to him. And it's the real order. And so we just do that back oh and forth. God. And it is like the most freeing thing in the world. So I just like. Alex,
2: Alex did that to me with his pot belly order. That's true. not too yeah. long ago. I just got a voice memo from him and it was him ordering his potbelly his rex oh sandwich. Oh my god.
0: It was delightful.
2: <laughs> that is
0: incredible. It was true. It's fun. Wonderful. You should
1: try. It. It's like so I'm like cuz people are always like, "Oh yeah, I got this." Like I'm like, "No, you fucking didn't." Just like let it rip. Like, come on.
0: We so I have two stepchildren and now that everyone is like vaccinated, they're having friends over again and stuff. So, I ordered Jimmy John's <laughs> for them, and I like ordering food for them because it's an excuse for me to really like wild out and get what I want. So, I got like everybody a sandwich, but then I got like five cookies, five of like each kind of cookie, yes. and like chips yeah i cannot you know my new thing i should not be admitting this but whatever <laughs> we're we're living out loud um i like now that you can like do a drive-up order at target that's where i really go crazy pizza and, breadsticks and get like my stoner snacks <laughs> yes. so i'll get like a couple legitimate things right like <laughs> motrin <laughs> like kitchen sponges but then hold on let me look my bag is right here okay hostess cupcakes
2: oh my god i'm so three hungry right
0: now. sour cream and onion pringles yes, oh god, yes. three boxes of dots
2: of oh dots go-
0: oh yes the dots. candy yes really yeah they don't get stuck in your teeth i mean yes okay <laughs> <laughs> That's why like I I've ha- I don't have any teeth but I love them. <laughs> In addition to that some Twizzlers. Yes. There's also some Milk Duds, Love a dud Oh
2: god, those are so good.
0: They are so good. And I wanted to spice it up this time so I got um a bag of Now this is not my usual style but I got a bag of 49 flavor jelly bellies.
2: Whoa. you know what? Those, I always forget how good they are, but once you come uh, upon them, it's like, oh yes. shit, why don't I eat those every day?
0: Yes. Um, now I guess they're marketing themselves or marketing these as health food because what? it says flavored with 23 fruit juices and purees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm.
3: Sounds mm-hmm. like baby food. Like,
0: this isn't fruit juice. No. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> There's something about, like, the freedom of just having a person set it into the trunk and not, like, having to take it off the shelf. 100%. And, like, stand in line next to it. That really has set me free. (laughs) God, that is is
1: beautiful. It's also enabled me to get milkshakes every time I get food for my family now because... I'm the one punching in I'm all pay, I'll pay, don't worry about it. And I punch <laughs> it into my phone and yep. then I add extra shit and I eat it yes. on the way home and they Alex. don't know because I yes. I mean Lindsay, you Alex, know how you are I'm, a
0: man after my own yeah, heart.
1: 100%, yes. yeah. We
2: talk about our stress eating habits all the time. Oh my god. I was oh. telling him how at my in-laws second home one one year I just stood in the kitchen while everyone was out on the deck and shoved. Like hot dog buns or hamburger buns into my mouth, I like I could I was like I was eating like like I had to do it to save my own life. Yes, like I was choking, I was shoving them yeah. in. The mint.
0: I can I tell you like the hardest mm, that this that sounds dramatic, but let me just go with it. The hardest thing about being married is that like. This bitch always wants to know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and like, too true. I
0: just am like, i I do a lot of, hey, I'll go get that, and then I have a moment in the car. I'll be like, i'll oh, you need something from Lowe's? Cool. And then I think, what's near Lowe's? What's near Lowe's? (laughs) Can I get a quesarito? Great, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to eat it in the little cocoon of my car. But truly, it's like, I don't know if Kirsten judges, but I feel like because she doesn't stress eat, she doesn't stress eat, that she will not understand. (laughs) So I'm always just like,
2: I have to do this alone in my yes. cave oh my when God.
0: is she when is she busy so that i can eat my snacks without her watching oh one God. time she caught me i mean caught it's so stupid but like, <laughs> i do this thing where when i say it to other people it sounds moronic but i I like my favorite snack to make myself is a little treat I call hot bread.
2: Hot bread. I'm I'm in. <laughs> I don't need to know anything else. <laughs> so,
0: I take, it's bad. Be- I like to do it with raisin bread, but I will use like white bread in a pinch. You just take, I don't know, a fistful of bread. However many you can, however many slices you can get out of the package. In one, uh, in one go. You set it on a paper towel in the microwave, nuke it for like, you know, 15 seconds. Then you get your butter out. You <laughs> slather all the pieces with butter. Then you take a little pink salt, like from Whoa. the computer, and do a fine mist of pink salt
2: Ooh, and then
0: you just eat it standing in front of the microwave oh
2: while my God. It's hot.
0: she came in <laughs> and i have like a stack of bread <laughs> and she's like what's happening what are you doing and i'm like having hot bread and she was like what People don't eat like this. And (laughs) I was like, you don't eat like this. Eat like this. (laughs) And so every day, she used to like make me keep, she's one of those like, (sighs) you know, like no processed food. Yeah. Well, I think she slipped. My influence is strong, but she generally is like a, oh, I'm having a cabbage salad lunch, whereas I'm like, what nugget-shaped things do we have that I can eat? Um, and she used to make me put all of my stuff in a cabinet over the fridge, <laughs> but it was, like, too high. <laughs> so now I just keep my shit in various backpacks oh like that are sitting around the house. Oh, this is beautiful. She's like, "What's that backpack over there? Where is is your wallet in there?" And then I'll be like, "Uh, don't look in there." And then she opens it, and it's just like full of milk duds.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: Milk duds and like bottles of salad dressing because she's one of those like make my own salad dressing oh kind god. of people. You can't.
2: Nothing <laughs> is as good as Hidden Valley Ranch. <coughs>
0: yep. Yeah, seriously, I got a bottle of uh like craft green goddess and she looked at me like i was like do you want to eat a bowl of my vomit (laughs) (laughs) she's like oh we have salad dressing and i'm like oh that uh vinegar spray no (laughs) the shit that smells like you should clean the sink with it i'm not eating that
2: oh my god ben ben will just like pick up a piece of fruit and eat it
3: what what? if
2: i do that if if i do that it's like wow i i'm going to heaven because like (laughs) i what i will do if i'm hungry in the afternoon is like eat half a bag of chips yep or like half a bag of like old pistachio you know it's like i'm never like oh yes this uh clementine over here looks great
0: (laughs) i know i am in awe of people like ben and my wife kirsten Alex I don't know if your wife is like this too but like (laughs) the people who are just like like Kirsten will will like bring an apple in the car like in case she gets hungry while she's out and I'm like but you're gonna drive past so many drive-thrus why wouldn't you just like get a of 4,000 calorie sandwich (laughs) that'll taste good and keep you full it like doesn't occur to her meanwhile it never I'm never like oh I can't wait to have that lettuce
2: yeah that's that's rough unless it's (laughs) unless it's got the green goddess craft
0: oh yes dressing if it is a vessel for some sauce then yes Right. Oh my God! We I have not been talking about writing. I've no. This has been, been complaining great. No, this about is my wife. This,
1: this is so much better.
0: Okay. Good. That, yeah. This this is me workshopping the my wife gets on my nerves essay <laughs> that I'm going to write for <laughs> the next <Netflix>. book.
2: <laughs> you know, I was typing. I was typing your name into Google to look up your official bio, and it said Samantha Irby, American comedian. Oh. I was like, oh, I didn't. I guess I I guess you are, but I
0: I guess That's, I would, I always think of you American as a writer. writer. Yeah, That's I don't weird American,
3: <laughs>
2: American comedian. Oh, it fancy. It's so
0: funny. Let me tell you, people do not want to call you a writer if you really? do not write like Novels. highbrow shit. I've done so many things where people are like comedy person, blogger, what the fuck? animal hospital receptionist. The, the New York Times put that in the.
1: That's fucking what? crazy.
0: In the when I made the New York Times list, it was like former receptionist, and I'm like, you know, I haven't been a receptionist for like five years. You guys, I loved it.
1: You are the first writer that we have had on. I'm not making this up. That my wife has heard of, so they can fucking print that.
0: <laughs> there you <laughs> yeah. go. Also, Assholes. that's hilarious,
1: Alex.
3: <laughs> it's true.
0: It's, it's I think one of the things that's like. I think it's funny because I don't get offended. like, what the fuck do I care? But like the nature of what I do, like the fact that it's jokes and the fact that it's like personal essay, people just think that they can do it. And I I mean, sure, if you think this is just like a diary entry and your diary is as funny as my diary, then great, (laughs) but- People are never like, "Oh, that's writing." It's just like, "Oh, you you made some jokes," and I'm like, "Yes, yeah. yes, but also I you did know. like there was a format." <laughs> yes, and you know it's like, um, all the dramatic <coughs> movies
2: get the Academy Awards and not the funny ones.
0: Yes, no, you, that's that's exactly it.
1: And it's you, hard to be funny. Oh my yeah. god. Like, Do you think it's a like it's a combination of the fact that you write so much from your life do you think it's like just the fact that it's maybe misogyny or like racism like what do you think like why why are people so less likely to say you're a writer that's so insane to me
0: I I don't know I think it I mean because truly because I don't ever think of myself as a writer like for you know if someone's like what do you do I'd be like well I have a blog and I've written some things but Do I you really not say, say you're a writer really yeah no well because I think it's <clears throat> in anticipation of them having to like justify calling myself a writer mm-hmm. when I admit that like I let people publish essentially my my <laughs> feelings <laughs> <laughs> you know I I vomit a lot of feelings into my computer and then random house puts them in a book (laughs) amazing um i think i think it's like the funny thing and because my writing is so um conversational Mm -hmm. maybe because like it's just most people like don't think or at least people who i've talked to who are like oh you're not like a writer writer
3: oh my god Um,
0: (laughs) I, they just think it's like that I just sort of sit down. They they think it's a printed out blog, like truly. Even though blogging is writing and some of my best writing has been in my blog. they It's just, you think of like a writer being like a serious, thoughtful person. And that is not what people think of when they think hmm. of like my toilet, Joe.
2: <laughs> it's what I think of that's what i aspire is, to i
0: mean i can't read fancy writing i am at the, the i don't know i have had to admit to myself that what did i try to read oh, God.
1: Oh, i can't fucking wait to hear what you're gonna say
0: oh, oh it was something that a lot of people were reading what did i oh uh fates and furies mm-hmm. okay yeah Mm-hmm. I tried to read that shit and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I, what? What is happening? I don't understand this. And so I'm never a person who thinks this is bad because I'm not a critic. Like, I wasn't trained to evaluate the goodness of something, but I do know when some shit is not for me. And I tried to read that book like three or four times and was like, oh, she, I am not her intended audience. <laughs> I do not understand a lot of these words, this purple prose. Uh, I'm shit down. Uh, and something that's more my <laughs> speed. Oh, I mean, it's like I think of her, like Lauren Groth as a writer.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Or I think maybe that's what like people think. You know what I mean? Like people think of like serious. You know i have like baby animals on my paperback books
3: <laughs> but they're so cute <laughs> they are
0: cute but like no one looks at that and thinks like this is a serious this is a serious this is work that i have to sit up and pay attention to they're mm. like oh she said pussy hole six times I, it, <laughs> uh, yeah i could have guessed that from looking at it <laughs>
2: Oh man. That I hope Pussy Hole a makes it into uh
0: who writes on a serious looking typewriter, you know. <laughs> oh,
2: but it's what people love, and we love you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. This this was like this was everything. amazing. I, I so
0: want much. to talk to you guys every day.
2: It, it's like I
0: I will, <sighs> and then I'll actually talk about writing in a useful way. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon.
3: Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. That was
2: awesome. And I think we have to like wrap up quickly, but I know Let's, I yeah, yeah yeah yeah. wanted to read the first page of the book I'm reading? Totally. And I want you to read the first page of the book you're reading.
1: Yeah. I am reading this book called The Second Season by Emily Adrian future guest and shout it, out emily shout out emily it's kind of a fictionalized version of um it's like a doris burke type character for all you nba fans um so female announcer female color commentator and i started it recently and i texted Lindsay immediately and was like read this first fucking page read these mm-hmm. first couple pages It's just, uh, it's great. So I wanted to, I wanted to read it on the show because this is a book you can still pre-order and uh, support a writer who absolutely deserves it. Okay, so I'm just going to read the first two pages. Ruth's daughter fell, as children do, in slow motion. The baby had climbed up on her father's weight bench and was pumping her legs back and forth as if to propel a swing at the playground. Ruth was supervising. She was also searching the garage for a particular set of eight pound free weights intent on working out during Ariana's morning nap. Ruth threw a glance over her shoulder just as the baby leaned forward to admire her pink sneakers in action. Perched closer to the edge of the bench than Ruth had realized the baby wobbled, Ruth lunged, expecting Ariana to regain her balance and underestimating her daughter's commitment to the sippy cup clenched in her hands. Ari toppled. Her head hit the concrete first. The rest of her somersaulted with a sickening series of thuds. It was the ensuing silence, the absence of cries, that took Ruth's breath away. In the days, weeks, and years that followed, she replayed the incident in her mind until she lost the memory to the murky currents of guilt and anxiety and fear. For how long was Ariana quiet? Was she crying by the time Ruth scooped her into her arms, or did she release her first scream as Ruth... With a new mother's panic, lurched into the kitchen and dialed nine one one. The baby's blood, Ruth could have sworn, was a more vibrant red than her own had ever been, and there was so much of it. She couldn't tell if the origin was Ariana's mouth, nose, or a gash near the goose egg swelling fast on her forehead. Did the blood really mat the baby's eyelashes? coat her teeth and soak through Ruth's shirt to the beige panels of her nursing bra she was still wearing months after weaning? Did Ruth press an ice pack to the bump? Did she call Lester and ask him to meet her at the hospital? Or did she stand in place, hold her child, and sob? The minutes before the fall are what Ruth remembers clearly. She can still conjure the desperation with which she worked to uncover the free weights from the tidal wave of sporting equipment that had swallowed the garage in the late 90s. They were hoarding the evidence of their pre-parenthood pastimes, golf clubs, tennis rackets, baseball mitts, ice skates, and balls for six or seven different sports, any one of which could reduce her and Lester to hot-cheeked rivals. She hadn't laid a finger on any of it in 16 months, and now that Ariana was sleeping through the night, Ruth was eager to get back into shape. She still believed in her shape, that her adolescent frame was waiting unscathed, beneath a sheddable layer of maternal flab all she needed was 45 minutes preferably an hour long enough to get her heart pounding on the treadmill to curl the weights towards her chest reacquaint her body with the sensation of resistance damn right jesus
2: yep i i couldn't breathe
1: yeah So that one is the second season by Emily Adrian. You guys should absolutely pre-order that one because it is worth your time. It fucking rips.
2: I'm excited to talk to her. I, um, I just, I mentioned this to you earlier, but her first book is on hold for me at the
3: library. Nice. Right. Yeah.
2: It is called
3: everything here is under control. Maybe. Thank you. Yes.
2: (laughs) That's right. Everything here is under control. Exciting. Um, So I'm reading this book right now by this author, Melanie Finn, um, who I have loved everything. I've read uh, her past two books um, and her new book is called The Hair. It's on $2 radio and she's just, she's at another level. So I'm just going to read the first little bit here. Uh, The Boathouse, 1983 bennett was a slow driver he peered through the windshield the the bmw was missing a headlight and the single beam alone on this dark road meandered like a shy child head down there were no houses just dark dark woods over flat ground in the passenger seat rosie was trying to read bennett's handwriting with a with a lighter as the interior lights did not work she didn't want to be lost she wanted to be at the party it says three miles past haley road rosie's thumb was burning from the flame have we passed haley road jesus i hate the countryside Bennett lit up another cigarette, in an expert choreography with one hand, the car lighter, the cigarette, never taking his eyes off the road, his other hand on the wheel. His hands were beautiful, Rosie thought, large, strong, smooth-skinned, and it was absolutely true what was said about hands. Birds, Bennett, Bennett exhaled the smoke. Cow shit, farmers. The party was at an old mill house way out here in Meriden, four turns off the Merritt Parkway, according to the directions. Mick and Keith might be there, Bennett had told her. And Rosie played it cool by not asking the Mick, the Keith. She wondered what they were like and if if she'd get to talk to them, even a few words. Is there any more ice? Can you stop, she said. I think I need to be sick. Pulling over, Bennett rushed around to open her car door. He was insistent in this way. His old world manners, doors, chairs, drinks pulled open, back, delivered. He took her arm as if she were an invalid. She pushed him away so he wouldn't get hit with the splatter. Her stomach heaved and released. It must have been that chicken salad. When she was back in the car, Bennett offered to open the wine they'd brought if she needed to rinse her mouth out. She had some gum somewhere in her purse. Bennett hated gum. He told her she looked like a cheap hooker. Secretly, she slipped a piece into her mouth now, letting it dissolve, allowing only the most furtive chew. He was pulling back onto the road. It must be up here. He said there's a red barn with a big hex painted on the side. He? Someone interesting, cultured, traveled, rich? Someone who might look at Rosie and wonder why Bennett was with her. At such a party with Mick and Keith, there would be beautiful girls, women who wore backless red dresses and spoke fluent French and modeled in Milan. Don't ever order maraschino cherries, Bennett had told her, not with ice cream, not with cocktails. The only cocktails to drink are gin martinis or greyhounds. They drove on. Sure enough, within five minutes, there was the barn. Bennett turned up the long, narrow drive winding through the pines. Eventually, they arrived at the house on a river, a mill house, but it was completely dark. Rosie glanced at the napkin as if this might suddenly reveal new information. Did we get the wrong night? I guess the party was canceled. Bennett got out, stretched. He was a big man, tall and bulky with muscle, for he'd been a star athlete some years ago. Lacrosse, Rosie recalled, and his frame held the shape. He got cramped in the small car. Ambling off toward the house, he peered in through the dark windows, then disappeared around the back. She saw his figure crossing the moonlit lawn to a barn tucked up against the trees. Briefly, there was the flare of a flashlight, and then he reappeared. He was carrying a small package. Damn. Yeah, it's, um, it's amazing. Yeah, I wanted to keep going with that. That was awesome. Yeah, she's so, so, so good. Um, so that's it. Everyone go read Emily Adrian's books. Everyone go mm-hmm. read Melanie Finn's books. Do it. And um, treat yourselves to some Samantha Irby books, which you probably already have. Yep. Bye. Bye. I'm a writer, but is recorded by Alex Hickley and me, Lindsay Hunter, in our respective basements. Editing by Lindsay Hunter. Music by Max Loop. Yeah.
1: Hi, can I do the the two for four, the bacon, egg and cheese McGriddle, and then uh, the sausage McMuffin with egg, please?
3: Okay, anything
2: else?
1: Yeah, can I do a large black coffee and a uh, orange juice too, please? Uh, What size orange juice? Is it just large or small? For the orange juice? Yeah. Uh, We have a medium as well. Uh, A medium's great. Medium orange
3: juice. Okay, would that be all for you? Yes, thank you. Okay, this one is gonna be nine fifty five one now, please? Thanks.